My name is Cassie Moraine, and I want to welcome you to Circle of Trust, a podcast full of laughter, interrupting, and oversharing, brought to you by me and my two best friends, Jillian Lawson and Julie Signorelli. Today's show is all about their birth stories, and I know what you're thinking. Maybe this isn't relevant to you. Maybe you never want to have kids. Maybe you haven't had kids. Maybe you had kids and you don't care to relive the story. (laughs) But I promise wherever you're coming from in life, you're going to laugh at today's episode. Between the two of these girls, they have six births and every story is super unique. From Julie not wanting to know one thing about being pregnant or what to expect, to Jill being able to witness the birth of her adopted son. This episode is full of really incredible stories. I do want to warn you that if you have little ones in your car, there is a little bit of allusion to where the baby comes out. So if you want to protect them from that, you might want to listen without your kids present. So enjoy the show. Let's start with a update on life, as always. What's going on, ladies? Still at mom's, still dragging the kids around um, and the dog when we have showings. My husband went back to Texas to go get his car because his official report to work date starts Monday. So he Yay! had to... Yay! Yay! You're one step closer Yay! to moving out of mom's. so you guys are starting like the looking for houses process yep now are you getting a fixer upper (laughs) or no (laughs) i mean there will be she just needs an upper there will be projects (laughs) just an upper there will be projects for sure i'm like painting and like small things like that i don't mind doing but i don't want to gut a kitchen or a bathroom um i just don't have yeah capacity and my emotional space right now to allow that (laughs) yeah we're excited about the home search we're excited to for everybody to have their own bedroom and to find a place to land and um it's been particularly hard for my son aj who has autism he really needs like some space and he really (laughs) wants like his stuff and um, me too aj (laughs) I know. Same, I totally get same. it. <laughs> so he, um, yeah, he, he said, he said, he goes, I think Abby's deleting the showings. He thinks his older sister is like sabotaging the whole thing. <laughs> That's so She wants to funny. live with your mom forever. <laughs> yes. So, um, so I said, AJ, we just need to pray that Nana's house sells. He said, do we need to pray right now? I said, yeah, pray right now. He goes, dear Jesus. He goes, Dear Jesus, please let Nana's house sell. And then he said the address, the full address. <laughs> One, two, three, four, Cherry Top Lane. <laughs> like God forgot God what it is. It. <laughs> yeah, God, we think you forgot. So if you could just get back on that, we'd appreciate it. Aww. That's so great. Oh, AJ, he's the best. Yeah, it was that's really, so it funny. was really cute. So that's that's where we're at. So. Hopefully the next time we talk, we will be on the way. It's good. It's exciting. We're going to need all of our podcast listeners to join their faith yeah. <laughs> with us. To get faith, juju, good vibes, whatever you got. Whatever you got, we'll take. We really need this house to sell. We really need Jill to move the heck out of mom's. And we really Listen, need AJ to I guess have a door the, that can shut. I guess in the Catholic faith faith they um bury a saint christopher in their front yard when their house is for sale for a quick sale put one in the yard (laughs) i'm like two weeks away from converting guys (laughs) get seven of them things Uh, yeah i am two weeks away from becoming catholic (laughs) we're gonna amazon prime that mug (laughs) we'll get a dozen of them shove him right in the ground Okay, one more question, Jill. How is the whole 30 going? What day are you on? I'm on day 20. I am. I I don't want to brag, but I'm completely rocking it now. Like, I think I've got the tiger's blood. (laughs) I've got a ton of energy. I did so much stuff yesterday, it wasn't even funny. Wow. Um, And didn't even sit down for, like, 
a phone break or anything. That's like, because your body knows there's nothing exciting to look forward to food-wise. It's like, let's just power through. Yeah. Actually, no, I made I made a shrimp salad yesterday that was so good. I ate it twice. Dude, like, wait. It tasted Which so good Which one was me. it? What recipe? It's the one from Healthy Little Peach. It's a cold shrimp yeah. salad. It has shrimp, avocado, red onion, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, oh. and then like a red wine vinaigrette. And it kind of like sets in the refrigerator so all those flavors mix in. That and then I good. poured a bunch of it over like a bed of salad and ate it like I was at a gourmet restaurant. It tasted so good to me. And I also made a teriyaki sheet pan meal that was super good. Huh. So um, I have to say, I have been following Healthy Little Peach and I like her a lot. Yeah, I she's do too. Cute. She's cute. I feel like. I have never done a Whole30, but I follow a lot of Whole30. (laughs) No, like a month ago, I unfollowed all the Whole30 people because I was like, who am I kidding? I've never done one of these. I'm never going to do one of these. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, girl. Now, I have a question. Does your skin feel better? Does it? Like, what are the benefits besides tiger blood? Because I don't really know what that is. What are the things that I can (laughs) like? It's just supposed to be like extra energy but yeah like so I do feel like my face is like totally clear you know with the exception of your monthly <laughs> right situation sure I don't think there's anything that diet can do for that um and then my ears are cleared up Whoa. and the scratchy part of my head is cleared up okay so question this reintroduction situation that I've read about the whole 30 so you s- I'm so bummed out it's like an extra 10 days I've got I've got stuff to do. I I want a cupcake. It has Why? So yeah. the whole point of that is to isolate what's triggering your issues, though, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and I, since I do want to do that, I actually am going to do the reintroduction phase. Yeah, that's smart to have gone through because that I, whole 30 I wanna days. I want to see what it is. Because I've literally tried everything for my ears over the, the years. Um, no. And... And if I can figure out what it is, then at least I can look at something. Like, if it's gluten, which I don't think it is, but, like, let's... Or if it's dairy, like, I can look at something and be like, do I feel like this is worth it or not? You know, yeah. like, so... Yeah, because I was cool. eating dairy, and no one loves cheese more than me. Like, <laughs> no, I guarantee you nobody does. But I, like, I don't know, after I stopped nursing Abby, I started getting, like, um, every now and then I would get, like, cystic acne. Like, and it hurts. Like, it was really painful and I figured out that it was dairy and ever since I stopped it's gotten so much better I do not have it you know I mean it's clearing up because I just stopped you know but um I literally look at cheese and I'm like it's not even worth it for me like it hurt so bad and it made me so insecure and so uncomfortable I was like not worth it now chips and salsa are totally worth it if I have a reaction (laughs) to that I'm still eating it same like I, I probably miss tortillas, like tacos, more than anything. Like yeah. I just want to put something in a tortilla shell. You want to put that shrimp salad in the tortilla. I a hundred percent do. Yeah, that's hmm. pretty big deal though, Jill. I think that's that's something happened that will help you pinpoint what your ear thing is. I think it's worth doing the ten days. What is the thing besides a taco that you are just going to, like, get your life when you eat it? I want a friggin' cupcake. Gigi's, I hope you're listening. Send me a cupcake. Please sponsor um. Jill. Please. You know what? <laughs> Jill, let's just rapid fire. Gigi's, please sponsor Jill. CGLA. Carly Jean, please sponsor Jill. And Nicole and Suede, please sponsor her because she keeps tagging me. Pause. You're the, I'm say- tagging you so you can win CGLA. I'm not even getting tagged back, so I can't win it. How big of fans are you? It's not even CGLA. It's CJLA. See, what did I say? I said CG. I don't know. You guys said CG consistently in every podcast. We did? Yes. That's hilarious. So, CJLA, we promise we'll get it right if you sponsor these morons. Please sponsor us. We, we always tag you the right way. I mean, come on. And please, Erin, please invest $30 into Jill and buy her nickel and suede earrings because I'm not tagging her back. 
my personal update this week is I was very excited to find out that we have listeners to our podcast joining us from all across the world. What? The world? The world. Yes. The world. Like, not just Epcot? (laughs) (laughs) No, the actual world. Listen, of our tens, even dozens of listeners... We have four listening from the Dominican Republic. <gasps> Those are my friends. Oh, really? I know people in the Dominican. Cool. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> we have three from the United Kingdom. Cheerio, mate. We have <laughs> three from Australia, three from Mexico. Thank what? you, Mexico. We give Mexico a lot of love on this podcast. Right? Hola. We love your food. <laughs> much the mexican bureau the mexican bureau of tourism is free to sponsor us yes and two from canada a two from japan and one from ireland domo arigato (laughs) (laughs) so i was really excited to find that out because our influence is spreading to the nations Guys, if you've ever had a prophetic word that you're going to the nations, you are. We are. (laughs) So if you're listening internationally, or maybe you're just like from Orlando and you traveled to Ireland and happened to turn us on, thank you. Yeah, or maybe you went to Epcot and it geotagged you wrong. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. We're happy you're here. We're good with it. And then all over the United States, we have people listening to us, not just in Northwest Indiana, but, or Florida, or New York, but we have people listening in Vegas, in, um, hold on. Wait, is it your brother? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) We have people. We have two listeners in Vegas. It's Cassie's brother and his wife. (laughs) (laughs) We have people listening in North Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. We don't even know anyone. And you guys, we have people listening in Franklin. Where's Franklin? I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) So if you're joining us from one of these outward cities, thank you. This means the world to me. Who's listening to us? Like, Cassie, like, sent me the stats and, like, listen... I think it's pretty good. We have like well over a thousand listens to our podcast since it started. Like, who, who, who's listening to us? Who, who are you? And thank you. Like, thank you. Thanks that you, like, want to like hear about our, yes, embarrassing lives. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, and we're sorry. <laughs> yes. Congratulations <laughs> and condolences. Right. <laughs> Uh, and for everybody who tuned in thinking they were going to learn something or grow, or be built or grow in their faith, thank you and we're sorry. Exactly. So Joy sorry. is a fruit of the spirit. You're growing. If you're it laughing, is. you're growing. That's right. Except if there you're you go. laughing at us. You could even do that. But you could do that. Just keep listening. It builds we our We laugh stats. at each other, so... <laughs> We're good. Two listeners in Vegas, guys. <laughs> okay. Hey, Danny and Jen. How Dan are you? Jen. <laughs> uh, all right, Julie. What's happening with you? Okay, it's been a little bit of a blur. Um, my husband and I have a church, and so we are starting a campus and another. Or you know, for people who don't go to church, a campus is just like another church in another location. So same church, just another location so we've been working on that v1 church v1 v1 is a decision speed in case any it's an aviation term so v1 church v1 dot church is the website the locations are long island and then now we're going into queens in new york city that's exciting so yeah that's gonna be fun and so we've been working on so that. So if you do want to learn and grow, go to v1church.com. Yeah, if you do want to grow, actually, and learn something, listen to that podcast. Exactly. <laughs> then come back here and we'll help you grow in your fruit of the spirit of yeah. joy. Is joy a fruit of the spirit? Yes. It's been a minute since I've taught that lesson in Sunday it's school. It's been a minute since I had joy. Yes. <laughs> it's been a 
long few months, guys. Hey, Jill, there's like a buttload more. So we- <laughs> there's like nine of no, them. No, I, I know the other ones. But you know when someone's like, happiness is a fruit of the spirit. Is it? Is it a fruit of the spirit? Are we just making up fruits of the spirit now? Like, yeah, you know some of these things you see. I don't know. Church is going all kinds of ways these days. Um, that's what Grandpa used to say. <laughs> yeah. He would die if he saw our church. Rest in peace. Um, So anyways, we're working on that. I have been training for a marathon. Oh my God. So I'm up to six miles and I'm doing seven tomorrow. So we're just working at it. I don't know which race I'm doing or what. So we'll figure that out. But I just need to make sure I can train for it before I commit $120 worth of investment into this. Yeah. Those are expensive. (laughs) They are. Like, I literally thought, like, what if I just run my own? You know? Like, whatever. (laughs) I don't care. You can do... They do have virtual marathons and half marathons. You can do that. They totally do that. And we do a big, um, like, Christmas... uh, like thing to help families in need uh around the holidays and so I thought well maybe Uh I would do that and like raise money or something for that I don't know whatever but um so I'm working on that I saw Mike's Instagram story about you walking across the street in the rain to get a cupcake oh my gosh okay I did not get a cupcake my children can attest to this Mike was like why don't you get the kids cupcake because we've been at the office for a long time there's a bakery right across the street So we go to, we go across the street. It's fine. There's no rain. Now, Long Island, people, like, I don't know what their perception is, but it rains like Florida, you know? Um, So anyways, it was not raining. We walk across the street and we go to come back and it's literally like a downpour, like flash flood. Like the water (laughs) was rising, like that kind of thing. So I'm like, well, I can't just stay in this guy's two-foot bakery. Like, it's really tiny. Like, I can't just sit here with my kids for 30 minutes. So we just had to hurry up and go across the street. You guys, I go outside, pouring rain. It literally was like a somebody just dropped a bucket of water on us. And I stepped into the street, and it sucked my shoes off and just sent them down the street. <laughs> And I walked into her office shoeless and soaking wet. And Mike was like, what happened? I lost my old Navy flip-flops, okay? You guys, I am so lost without those stupid flip-flops. That's really... They sucked them off my feet. Have you ever, like, been driving down the road, though, and saw a random shoe and thought, hmm, how did that that get get there? there? Yeah, I always wonder that. There it is. Or like you just see like a random pair of pants and you're like, I want to know the story behind this. There's a story here and I need to know it. If you would have been wearing Crocs, that wouldn't have happened, Julie. They you know what? To exactly. And you guys made me wear real shoes. So I told Mike it was uh, God's judgment on you for eating sugar. I know. And I didn't even get a stupid cupcake. Also, another victory. We went to Panera. Now, for me, Panera's, like, fake healthy, right? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you go in there being like, I'm going to make a good choice, but you eat triple the calories and bread and butter. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So, we went to Panera as a family yesterday, and I didn't order anything. I was like, I'm not eating this. Because the last time I did that, I was like, I'm being healthy. And I ate, like, a (laughs) breakfast sandwich and literally gorged bread for, like, four months. (laughs) Like, I'm not doing it. It's a gateway drug. Don't sponsor me. (laughs) That's amazing. No, the best thing about Panera is getting the soup in a bread bowl, and then they give you bread on the side. They give you extra bread. Who needs all that bread? A side of carbs. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) don't think I'm not going to eat it. Right. And Mike was like, "You're not ordering anything." I'm like, "No, I'm not." I drank my coffee and I just sat there and was like, "I'm not eating here. I'm not doing this." Are they like, here's this beautiful summer salad. Would you like a pastry for 99 cents? Yes. Yes, I would. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that I want that. Or they're like, would you like an apple or bread? I always look at them and I'm like, what do you pick? You know what I mean? Like, give me no stupid apple. Those apples have been there since last year. Those are sad looking apples. I've gotten apple when I was trying to make good choices and it is a sad looking apple. 
Yeah. No. So I just, I gotta, like, if I'm gonna go out to eat and cheat, I'm not doing it at Panera. I'm doing it at Five Guys. I'm doing it at Shake Shack. I'm doing it at Chili's. I'm doing it somewhere where those calories are gonna count and that we're gonna go hard and fast. That's what we're doing. I want a greasy burger real bad, guys. Yeah. I'm going all the way. Love it. All right, so we are going to talk today about childbirth. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) To give you, if you're new to the show, (laughs) the podcast, um, I have never birthed any children. I've been married a year and a half. My husband and I are trying. We don't know. We may have babies out of our own loins, or we may adopt. We don't know what's going to happen. We've done it both ways. (laughs) We're uh, we're gonna leave that up to the Lord, but um, I have here my compadres who have both had children from their loins, and uh, <laughs> why do we keep saying loins? Stop saying loins, guys. I'm take a drink of your them. coffee every time Cassie says the word loin. It's a drinking game. <laughs> a coffee with Whole Thirty approved coffee only. Exactly. So. Um, I thought it would be fun for Jill and Julie to tell us their birth stories and for me to react to them because, honestly, I am terrified of having a baby, literally. It's something I could cry about if I think about enough because it just seems very painful, very scary. So, anyway... So I've got four kids, so I'll go ahead and start. I've had three out of my body and one from my heart. We adopted um, our youngest. Um, I've had three C-sections, y'all. Wow. So my body's a train wreck. But (laughs) because let's remember that all my birth stories are from, um, well, my oldest is 16, so this was quite a long time ago. Uh-huh. This was right at the time when they first started doing um, the bikini line incision, and it was a very new thing. And um, m- my particular doctor hadn't started doing it yet. Um, what? Okay, did you know you were going to have a C-section with your first baby? No, of course. So you, like, you know, you're pregnant and you make this plan and you think everything is going to be perfect and you go to your Lamaze classes and you learn how to breathe and you laugh with your husband and all the other people that are in this class taking it super seriously Um, and it's like this our our teacher kept calling it a bag of waters and um, it's going to open and it's going to flow and it's like a river of life that's coming from she was very um, hippy dippy before it was cool to be hippy. Yeah. Um, You're like, no, that's a bag of disgustingness. You're like, that's basically gross pee running down my leg. So, um, you just have this idea of how everything's gonna go. Your water's gonna break in the middle of the night, and you're gonna tap your husband on the shoulder and be like, it's time to go, and we're gonna rush to the hospital. And um, so, fast forward to the end of my pregnancy, and I was due um, December eighth. And it was December 15th, and um, oh. Abby still had not made an appearance. <laughs> and I was um, really, really tired of being pregnant. And I'm looking ahead like Christmas is 10 days away, and I have a doctor's appointment. And I was like, doctor, like, I don't want to be in the hospital, like, at Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? And he was like, yeah, he's like, you're overdue. He's like, let's go ahead and induce you. So go on the 17th to be induced. Um, My husband ordered something with the date December 17th on it. um, And I went in to be induced and um, got there in the morning. And they give you this thing called Cervidil. I don't know if they still give you that, but they basically shove this thing up your... Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Um, behind your cervix and it's not a pleasant experience um, and that sounds horrible. I had a n- <laughs> nurse with quite large hands for the oh, oh gosh <laughs> it was rough y'all did you feel like and a lab rat <laughs> a little bit oh a little bit little gosh. lab ratish. And she's like, okay, she's like, some people, um, contractions start right away, but it might be 12 hours and we'll have to do this again. I was like, what? 
do it again. And oh, um, Lord. so we, we went for a walk and um, my water did break and my contractions did start. And so like we were excited because it was like um, it started pretty quickly, like within like three hours of all of that. And so we were excited because we we're like, oh, we're moving right along because, you know, she's like every 12 hours we can give you the Cervidil. And I'm thinking, we're going to be here for days. Serious. <laughs> 48 but, days later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it started, I, like, progressed pretty normally with my um, with my contractions. And they were like, do you want pain medication? And I was like, no. And then um, several hours later, they were like, do you want some pain medication? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> After, our, you know, we had already decided we were going to be all natural. And we weren't going to have any of that stuff. But it hurt real bad, y'all, because I had back labor um, and spent most of my labor time in the shower, bent over a stool because it felt good for the water to hit me. So I stood on my feet for like nine hours of labor, of back labor. Uh, So they give me this uh, medicine called Stadol, and I kept having like these like crazy dreams and I'd be like, hey, Hey guys, does anybody know where Debbie is? Like my mom's friend Debbie. Like I was real worried about where Debbie was. Someone I don't find know why. Debbie. I was like, where's Debbie? And um and I just kept asking for her like over and over again. It was so weird. And um and but I didn't like the way that made me feel. So that was IV and they could take that out. So as soon as they took that out, like that feeling was over. And um they're like, hey, you're stuck at like four centimeters they're like we find if we give you a epidural you might um you might get to 10 much quicker so I was like okay whatever so now it's like no pain medicine out the window no epidural out the window we're doing it like fully medicated the way we didn't plan yeah right um so I get the epidural and I was so exhausted I like they literally like removed the needle from my back. I laid back because it was the first time I was able to like lay down yeah. or like get off my feet in over nine hours now. And um, so I laid down and I immediately started snoring, <clears throat> like sleeping so hard it wasn't even funny. And the nurse comes in, like Aaron said, like 45 minutes later, and she's like, We got to check you. And so she checks me and she's like, You're at 10. You need to start pushing. I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm really tired. I just said no. I was no, like, thanks. no. I was like, could we try it in a little bit? I just like, <laughs> she's like, no, it's time to start pushing. So I start pushing. Abby starts like coming like down the birth canal. And she, like my first three pushes, she came down the birth canal. But after the first three pushes, she never descended anymore. Ooh. Come to find out, she was what they call sunny side up. Babies are typically born um, with their eyes and nose um, down, yeah. and she was flipped over. Oh. Um, and in the way my pelvis is tilted, it was just a bad combination. Uh-huh. So my nurse was like super progressive for the time. She kept like bringing in like birthing balls and like bars for me to hold on. I pushed in every position imaginable. And this was, like, before any of that was, like, really, like, my Lamaz, my hippie Lamaz teacher didn't even talk to me about this kind of stuff. That's how progressive like it birthing was. That balls. my hippie teacher didn't even know it. Yes. Um, so, I mean, we we tried everything. Squatting, holding on to a bar, and, like, bearing down. Like, legs, my legs were in every position imaginable. It was crazy. Um, and that baby was not coming out. I, we pushed for two and a half hours. And finally, I looked and I said, I cannot, if you make me push one more time, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Aww. And she was like, okay. And like I knew it was like disappointing for her because she really felt like she was so on my side. She was such an encourager. Yeah. She was like such a great, great nurse. And I thought, I think she thought like, we're going to make this happen. Right. And it just, the baby just was not coming out. Abby, of course, in her own time decided to do it her own way. <laughs> and um, so they wheeled me down for a C-section and my doctor wasn't on call that night. So this other surgeon came in and that's, I think why I ended up with a vertical um, up and down um. C-section incision um, because it just wasn't his policy at the time to do the bikini line um, incision. 
So um, we finally, you know, have C-section and they strap your arms down. Like they strap they your arms do? to the side. I don't think they do that anymore, like to this level. But, you know, they, they hold her up above the curtain and I can hear her little cries and I can see her little face and she's got all this crazy black hair. And um, I was like, can I just touch her? And they were like, no. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I need you to unstrap this hand and let me touch her. They were like, okay. Like, because they brought her like close to my face and I like burst into tears. I was like, I have to touch Aww. my baby. And um, so they like, we're going to unstrap your arm. They're like, please don't flail around. <laughs> what? I was like, okay. And so, yeah. And so they like, let me like, like, like touch her and like kiss her and um, hold her close. But then they have to take, you know, they're like sewing your body back together. Aaron's like, they flipped all your organs on top of your stomach. Can can you rewind a little bit? Are you awake for the whole C-section? Yes. So you're awake and you don't feel the incision, but you for sure feel hands inside you tugging pulling and moving things around it is a very very weird weird feeling and you can't see it like in the pictures i see they have like a curtain right right Right. there's a curtain up so i couldn't see it but aaron could oh and he said in hindsight he wishes he would have like stayed sat down next to me until they had gotten abby out yeah and then stood up because, like, like I said, he saw like, like here's her stomach, here's her bladder. Like they're just throwing my organs on top yeah, of my stomach. Yeah, I feel stomach. like a bladder what? is something that maybe should be private. <laughs> I feel like your insides are your stuff and like should only be inside. There you go. I don't want to see anyone's um, bladder. Yeah. No so, way. Um. That was our, so I always tell people that I had Abby twice because I pushed for two and a half hours and then ended up with a C-section anyways. Oh my gosh. Um, and so that was my experience with Abby. And then because I had had um, a vertical C-section incision um, and you have a lot more scar tissue that way, subsequently when I had Carter and AJ, it was... Um, safer for me to have a scheduled c-section rather than chance my scar tissue erupting and causing more problems oh so i had c-section with the boys and both times the big boys and both times i like wished and wished and wished that i would just go into labor and i I could at least try it but my body just never went into labor like your body wanted to be pregnant forever (laughs) oh Wait, so... And my mind did not. <laughs> did you schedule the other C- C-sections then? Yes. And I got to tell you, yes, I scheduled those C-sections and I loved that. Like, that was so, like, I like to have it on my calendar planned and ready to go. Like, yeah. so while there was a part of me that was kind of sad that I didn't get to actually experience, like, a natural child or, vir- or vaginal childbirth, like, I really loved having scheduled c-section my recovery was much less with the scheduled c-sections because my body didn't already go through the trauma of pushing and then being cut open and mangled so (laughs) it was just it was a lot but i um i did like my scheduled c-sections yeah that would be pretty cool so the only birth that I've ever actually experienced was I was actually a part of Carter's birth the um our fourth baby who we adopted Mm -hmm. and I was there for delivery so I love that he's the only birth that I ever actually like got to see because my other three babies were born behind a curtain oh that's right so I didn't see them until they were already like um kind of cleaned up and like wrapped up yeah but you got to be there like for the whole birth I got to be there for the whole thing. I got to saw um, the umbilical cord be cut, um, got to see them being weighed, got to see them uh. um, being clean. But I, I didn't get to experience any of that. So I love that I have that um, that experience with him. What and, was that like to see um, someone else go through that whole, like, painful thing? You know, it's like, it's the most surreal experience. It's... Of course, the uh, circumstances surrounding adoption are a whole different, um, beautiful thing. For um, Carter's birth experience, it was truly the most beautiful 
um, thing I've ever been a part of in my whole life. Like it was so sacred and so holy. Like it was, and so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like reminiscent of like almost like a salvation experience because you understand like how God adopted you and, um, and that you're a part of this family and what it took to get to that point, like that there was a sacrifice that there's, um, you know, heartache, like thinking about how God allowed his son to go to the cross so that you could be part of the family. I don't know. Like there was just a lot of layers there and, um, it was, the most beautiful experience I've ever been privileged to be a part of. Wow. I will never, ever, ever like take that lightly or for granted. That's cool. So Julie, tell us about your birth and pregnancy experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time I'd rather not remember. Um, I think for like, okay, so some people just, they're like, it was such a beautiful time. It was such a... It was magical. It was hell, you guys. It was horrible <laughs> both times. Like, it was not... Not magical. There was... Like, I really... Besides the baby moving around, that's cool. I cannot think of one thing that I liked about it. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I agree. I did not love being pregnant. You said food tasted really good, though, Jill. Food tasted really good, and I did like feeling the baby move. But Cole moved basically 23 hours a day, so even Cole when I was still walking. moves 23 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks 23 hours a day, too. Yeah, yeah he's got so. a lot to say. So, yeah, I had... Okay, so pregnancy was horrible. I had this thing called hyperemesis, which is like... It's morning sickness on steroids. And so when some people go, oh, I was sick too. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, this is not throwing up once or twice or even three or four times a day. I threw up like 20 or more times a day, all day. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes even like all night. So it was like just a really horrible 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 and time julie doesn't it get worse with each pregnancy yes so i had bella then i had two miscarriages which i had it with both of those situations and then i had it with evie and by the time i got to evie i literally wanted to die so it was four times as bad oh my gosh um and at the time we were working um for someone and they just oh my gosh they made it seem like it was like no big deal and whatever. And then I went to the hospital and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you were, they thought you were like exaggerating like how bad it up. was. Yeah. 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 So it was whatever. Like I, I couldn't even watch TV. Like I literally would lay in my bed, turn off all the lights because the light would make me nauseous. Air conditioning made me nauseous. What? Watching food made me nauseous, and I ate, like, popcorn and lemonade for, like, months. Now, here's the conundrum, guys. I still got super fat, so I don't know. (laughs) Guys, I don't know. I don't know how popcorn and lemonade made me gain 80 pounds, but it did. Well, I would feel like I had, like, the worst. The only thing I could liken it to is that time I had food poisoning. That was pretty horrible. But it was the like blow play? The blow <laughs> from, from what rhymes with blow, blow play, which I still haven't had it. I saw it at a food court the other day and I was like, oh God. Sorry. Good move. Listen, they've gotten so much of my money. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But I just oh it was so terrible and I think I would get these stretches where I just felt like I would be vomiting, vomiting, vomiting. Then I would have like one hour where I felt decent. And then I would eat like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> shovel it in, shovel it in. Okay, throw it up. So I don't know how I got fat. I think it was just the universe being like, "We like you fat. We're keeping you this way. <laughs> this is happening. We're doing this." <laughs> and weren't you working like a full time job at Enterprise Rent a Car? Cassie, you can't put them on blast. <laughs> yes, Enterprise Dentical. <laughs> From Denterprise <laughs> Renter Bars. 
my gosh. Yeah, that was a really bad situation. Yeah, I, I just worked all the time. At the time, it was like, there was like overtime. This is before the stock market crash and all that stuff. And I would work like 60, 70 hours a week in heels and in professional clothing. Now, if you guys, what I want you to do is gain 100 pounds in four months and then shove yourself in a business suit and see how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) And I basically just felt like this huge professional. And don't you have to like detail cars like in those business clothes? It's hard work, man. Those people hustle. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was, like, a lot of fun in it, but, like, being pregnant, it's pretty much the worst situation imaginable. But, like, they would, like, work all hard and then live for these parties where they drown themselves in, like, alcohol. Not happening <laughs> You're pregnant. You. And I'm no. like, I'm just working hard and throwing up at night. <laughs> like, there's no rewards here. Um, I'm not getting nothing. Oh, wait, except for this baby. Yeah. <laughs> So my, so, okay, so Bella, yeah, Evie, I was able, thank God, to stay home, and I, my husband and I were in ministry, so we did work together, but it was, like, on my terms, so I could, like, rest and figure my life out and vomit all the time, and it didn't bother anyone. (laughs) With Bella, I would just run to the bathroom, like, all the time, and I would take customers home, and I would literally have to pull over to throw up and then finish taking them home. No way. And I'm like, fire me. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I dare you. (laughs) I will sue you for discrimination. For real. Growing up. (laughs) Right. So Bella, her birth was very medical. This was my philosophy. Was don't tell me anything. Don't read anything. (laughs) Just show up at the appointment that they want to. Half do what they tell you to do. And then when your water breaks, she'll know it's time to give birth. And then don't ask any questions. Keep your eyes shut. And give birth. Keep <laughs> That's your eyes shut. No, Wait, I so did. You, ask mom. You did not read what to expect when you're expecting. No. You didn't read. Oh, I read it cover to cover. I feel like I would Out too. loud to Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> no, because you know what? I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If I would have seen that episiotomy come in. I would not have been a happy camper. <laughs> oh my god! And that, ladies, is why you don't read anything when it comes to something like I didn't even know that was a thing. And let me tell you, oh my god, it's, I guess it's a probably thing. A good thing. So basically, I was like, hook me up to IVs, put whatever you want in them. Like I did not care. I didn't ask questions. And then I was so finally okay. So my water breaks in the morning. I give birth, and I literally remember looking at the clock and thinking, I'd still be at work right now. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) So I just, I literally shut my eyes. They're like, do you want us to get a mirror? I was like, Hades, no. They asked me that, too. Yeah, they're like, don't you want a mirror to see the baby's head coming when I was trying to push Abby out on, like, hour 14 or whatever? And I was like, no, do not put that mirror down there. I do not want to see anything. And Aaron, you stay up here, right here by my yeah. head. I'm like, no one's looking in that mirror. Oh, my gosh. And if you guys like, can no. do your job down there with your eyes shut, I'll take that. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so I did I feel empowered? No. Did no. I feel like it was beautiful? No. No. It was, it was really traumatic and... Fine. So whatever. So fast forward. Okay, so I had an epidural. I had a very bad epidural. And with if I Bella. Could, with Bella. Your the oldest. first one. Yeah. Um, so what they don't tell you is they turn the epidural down in the most crucial mm-hmm. part, which is pushing, you know? They do? I mean, yes. they did not. Your faces are awesome, Cassie. I love your faces. <laughs> this is steering. This is terrifying. So... <laughs> So the wor- the one part that you would prefer to have the epidural, they're like, just turn it down. It's fine. She doesn't need that. And um, <laughs> When you need so it the most. When you need it the most. So I feel all that. Unfortunately, I feel a cutting. <laughs> Snip. 
Yeah. Then I, okay, so I don't like things in my body. Like, I don't like taking Tylenol. I don't like IVs. I don't want a contact in my eye. I don't even like a Band-Aid. Like, I'm just, I probably am on some kind of spectrum of some sensory something or other. Like, I don't know. But, so having another human inside you. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> and it made me nauseous. Anyway, so I, they were like, I'm like, get this epidural out now. It's this big shot in your back, pretty much. Yeah. So I had the baby. I'm like, please get someone to take it out. They didn't take it out for like hours and hours, and my back hurt. So something wasn't right there. I ended mm. up having like back pain not like oh my back's uncomfortable like pain for like three years what and so when it got to Everly so fast forward I go to have Everly I'm like I'm not doing that like I'm not taking anything like I'm not doing an epidural how many years between Bella and Everly seven seven years okay so have you read anything in those seven years (laughs) no Wait, so do you think they did some kind of nerve damage with your epidural? Is that what you think happened? You know what? I don't know. I know that I followed up with my, like, OBGYN, like, maybe a couple of years after, and she was like, that isn't normal, you know? Like people my epidural sh- was great though, just for counterbalance. My epidural was so good. And everyone so you else- had a freak epidural then. Oh, I'm not yeah, sure. I guess and it's I- a possibility when you have one. If she would have read anything, she would have known that. <laughs> yeah. Now, did I have like any weird, like other symptoms? No, it was just back pain. But I don't know if you remember, Jill. I couldn't stand up straight in the hospital because oh my yeah, back, for a long time. I had to walk Aww. all hunched over, and I'm just like that ain't my style. So as I got older, I was just like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, it is not. And so I just decided, like, I didn't want an epidural. Well, I did do a little reading, Jill. Um, (laughs) And what I read was, like, you know, midwives will help you, like, navigate through if you want a natural birth. So in Indiana, that wasn't, like, not, I mean, I guess a lot of people did it. Not a lot of people told me about it, but I was in New York at the time. New York's a little more progressive, so midwives are everywhere. Everybody has a midwife. Like, oh, so I at first I started out with a doctor, and they were like, "Well, me or twenty other people could deliver your baby," and I'm like, eh. and then I did some research on the hospital that I was delivering at. There was like a sixty percent C-section rate or something crazy. Like Whoa. it was way extreme. And uh, I was like, I'm not doing that. You know, I, I don't want an epidural. I know that I'm weak and I'm in a cave. So I need someone to advocate for me. Tell me I could do it. Tell me all those, you know, warrior princess, like, lines that will make me feel empowered. So I, it was so cute because my midwife was amazing. And she was like, you can totally do it. But she wasn't, like, so holistic that she wasn't. Like, she was like, I'm here to provide whatever experience you want. If you want an epidural, I'm for you. If you want a water birth, I'm doing it. If you want a home birth, I'm there. Like, she was really cool. So I never felt like she did want me to be vegan, but that wasn't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Because in New York, there's Shake Shack, and I'm just I'm not doing that. But, um, so yeah, so... Bella's or Everly's birth I'm sorry my littlest was very natural and you guys it was awesome like I mean it sucked because it hurts now if I had to describe it for someone who's never had a baby named Cassie please do yeah I and I've talked so I've talked about this at like women's things like the best description I can explain is like if imagine a watermelon (laughs) wrapped in barbed wire And then light it on fire. <laughs> and shoot it out your lady parts. <laughs> and squeeze it out your nethers. <laughs> your loins. Squeeze it out your loins. And um, that to me is what natural childbirth feels like. Oh my gosh, it sounds horrible. But here's how I got through it. I said, this is one day of my whole life. And my midwife says, said this. She's like... Okay, you have 20 seconds of, like, it's like an arc. 
like a big curve. She's like, it's 20 seconds of increasing pain, 20 seconds of you want to punch someone, and then 20 seconds of it coming down. So in your head, you just have to be like, this is only 20, like the hardest pain in a contraction is only 20 seconds. Oh. And you just count to 20. Yeah. And then you're good. And and so that was that. But and for me, that was 20 seconds for almost three hours. <laughs> no, I mean, I had very hard contractions. My, birth, my second birth was longer than my first birth. Now, you have to imagine, okay, they're seven years apart. So it's not like I just, you know, this is a yeah. lot different. Things are different. It's not like the shoot was... <laughs> ready things have healed up (laughs) but yeah with her so my birth was actually longer with Evie but I was thankful I only pushed with both my kids you know how some people say every birth is different mine were pretty much the same my water broke in the morning I had them in the afternoon with both kids I pushed for about 20 or 30 minutes and from people I've talked to that's like not not bad you know so I yeah you know I don't know. But the healing part after, that's another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Can we rewind just a second? Because you make this sound really like, I mean, other than the watermelon barbed wire fire thing, you make it sound pretty chill. But didn't you have the flu while you were having Everly? Okay. So here's another layer of drama. (laughs) So I, my blood pressure... A week before I had her, or maybe two, no, a week before I had her was like crazy. Like it was, and so my midwife was keeping an eye on that. Well, I went to an appointment and she's like, whoa, your blood pressure is too high. Like we got to induce you right now. Well, induction is not what I wanted, but I was so fat and my feet were so swollen and I was just over it. And I'm like, I don't care. Beyond the fat part, you were really, really sick with pneumonia. I think you're missing the (laughs) point here. No, but wait, wait, I wasn't sick yet. So I did feel a little crappy, but my blood pressure was going crazy. So they start Pitocin, which I had never had. Well... I probably had it with Bella, but I don't. I didn't remember having it. So they start this drop. So she I didn't start ask any questions. Contractions. I had contractions for twelve hours, no progress. Well, in about hour four, five, six, I start getting the worst sickness. Like not like throwing up sick, like body aches. Like I can't. The blanket hurt. Like it was <laughs> really bad. And they kept going like this. This isn't right. Like whatever. And I started running a fever, and my fever was getting really high. Well, I had the, they tested me for the flu. I had the flu. So they had to stop the induction. <laughs> so like, you're having a baby. Psych. Just kidding. Like, if we continue to do this, you're going to have to be quarantined from your baby and whatever. And, like, I did for a split second was like, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I don't care. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, so we decided not to. And then I got quarantined myself in the hospital for seven days. And then I got discharged at 3 p.m. And then my water broke at 3 (laughs) a.m. to go. I'm back. But you guys, here's the thing that no one tells you. Well, no one told me. The hospital stay is amazing like (laughs) yeah soak that joker up okay so when you have a natural birth or well i guess when you have a natural birth i've only had one um they're like you can go home in like i don't know 12 or 24 hours or whatever like you only have to stay for a short amount of time and she's like you can totally go home if you want i'm like keep me here as long (laughs) as my insurance will allow me to stay because this is awesome like <laughs> the beds are comfortable like clean you bring me food yeah they clean they change my sheets and they're all clean and then I have like towels that I didn't have to wash or fold and <laughs> food and snacks and it's just great it's amazing I feel like there's one part of the story that you're not sharing. What I, I don't really like for you to share it. <laughs> it involves remember. Michael. Oh yes. In a tube. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about this. What? Okay. So I can never, ever, ever forget about this. <laughs> no, natural birth is like 
no other. So first of all, my midwife, I don't know if you guys remember the baby story on TLC. Yes, I loved that show. She was on that show. Like, oh. I know for sure once, but probably even me multiple times, whatever. So she's like a birth ninja, very well known out here. Like, <laughs> she's speaks at things, whatever. So I go into her office. She has a very natural approach. So for example, when I went into her oh. office, she had these cute little organic oven mitts on the little stirrups so your feet didn't get cold. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Then. I just died. Like she's so cute. She has like essential oils and like whatever. Like mm-hmm. just very cute. So she's very into like natural thing. Well, it, I'm in hour eleven and I'm only okay. So my water breaks at home. I got to rewind a little bit. My water breaks at home and they're like, stay at home as long as you can. So in my mind, I'm gonna stay at home. This is three a.m. My water broke. I'm gonna stay at home till like seven. 30 I'm gonna go in and an hour later I'm gonna be holding my baby like in my mind this is how I'm envisioning it <laughs> that didn't it. happen I went in and I was one centimeter dilated. I'm like one I was one centimeter Aww. dilated like three weeks ago like, <laughs> I've been a centimeter dilated I'm like my one centimeter dilated <laughs> no, I'm just kidding so anyways I was like that sucks so we couldn't, I couldn't, so 10 hours in, I'm only five centimeters dilated or something, or four, or just horrible. And you got to get to 10 for those of you who don't know. Good yeah. to know. And <laughs> I, no drugs, no Tylenol, no nothing. These contractions are hard and they're every two minutes or every, whatever it is. Oh, like, wait, wait. And as a visual, my friend did this for me one time. She's a nurse. She said, you put your hands together with your thumbs inside. And that's 10 centimeters. Oh, my oh go ahead God. and try that out right now. That's how dilated you gotta be. Like side by side, so that you see eight fingers across. You should see eight fingers. Yeah. Wow. That's... I just want you, I want everybody to just do that now and visualize that. That's so Julie's terrible. only at five. Five. <laughs> I'm only halfway there. So she's like, she, so at five centimeters, they legally have to ask you if you want an epidural. So the lady comes in, she's like, hey, do you, I have to ask you. I know you don't want one. Do you want one? And I was like, I want one. <laughs> yes. And I told Mike, like, talk me out of it. I know I'm going to say that I want it, but I don't want the back pain. And so Mike, Mike's like, give us a second. So he's like, Jules, I know you can do this. Like, Aww. you know, we're not doing this. I know you don't want to. Which, if I wanted to, he would have. Whatever. But he knew I did it. Yeah. So he, I was like, you tell her. <laughs> I don't want it because it would feel so right right now. So I didn't do it. So my midwife was like, well, let's move things along naturally. One of the things that we do is we can give you an enema. I don't, I didn't know what an enema was. And I'm like, fine, let's do it. No. So Come what on. an enema is, is like. <laughs> just well, Google it, guys. Just Google it because I could tell you. So she's like, all right, Mike, you're going to help me here. And he's like, what? Mike, <laughs> your husband, is going to help insert. No. Mike the enema? gave me an enema. Oh, and my gosh. Loves, loves. Kyle, Kyle, are you listening? <laughs> he loves to tell people about it. And she was like, keep going, keep going, keep going. He was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But let me tell you, ladies, if you are going to give birth and you're not progressing, ask them for it because I didn't even care. Like, I literally did not care. It was embarrassing. Thinking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that's mortifying. But you guys, when they were done, I went from four or five to ten centimeters in, like, 15 minutes. And I had, I literally had the baby within the hour of getting it for real. (laughs) And ladies also, so you know, your husband does not have to administer it. Uh, A health professional can do that for you. Just if you want to keep your marriage on a different plane. That's fine. <laughs> the best ever would be Kyle going, I want to give my wife an enema. No, and he would never. And they're looking at Kyle him Marine like. would never. Kyle's like, I'll be in the waiting room. Call me when there's crying. And not Cassie's. <laughs> right? 
But you oh, know what? I used to God. like not understand that 1950s way of giving birth. And I mean, props to you if birth is something you're proud of and you feel empowered by. I think that's wonderful. And I'm all for that. And I'm all, but for me, the whole process was very humiliating. <laughs> Here's what we want everyone to know and understand, though. However your baby comes out of your body or into your family, yes. you're still a mom at the end of the day. So all yeah, of these so wars true. about, I had this natural birth, or yeah. you're not Who bonded cares? to your baby because you had C-section... Shut up. <laughs> no, nobody. You don't get to say yeah. about somebody else's experience. So you get to have your own experience and be proud of your experience. Because yeah. you know what? You got a baby at the end of that. And that is what you celebrate, not how yeah. it right. came out or well, how, like with Carter, yeah. like I didn't even have him and I'm super proud of it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so. Well, even just... some people will make me feel sometimes like that Everly's birth was better than Bella's birth yeah but I was like I was freaking tired you know like I did <laughs> actually the they I both could. sucked real bad so <laughs> yeah I, well yeah. I, you know I have a lot of friends who have had home births that's very popular like in the world that I live in do, do you want to have a home birth no I don't want to have a home birth but it is a very personal choice I mean I think you're right Jill like you get to be a mom and I've asked right. ladies I was in a group of ladies who are a little bit further down the path than me, like in their 40s and 50s, who have had multiple kids. And I said, you know, if you, they had had multiple kids multiple ways back in the day, you know, and I asked them, like, <laughs> what's the best thing? Like, what do you recommend? And all of them, 100% were like, get the epidural girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't get an award for not getting one. You know what I mean? The only time you talk about it is when you talk about it. Like, no one's going to be like, well, well, I guess maybe some women do, and that's fine. I, I, uh, you know, I'm always like, hey, whatever. Like, I didn't get an epidural, or I did not get an epidural because I, like, was being this selfless thing. It was yeah. really selfish. I was just like, hey, I don't want to go through that again, you know? Yeah. You had a really traumatic first experience with that. Okay, so um, we talked about a little bit about, you know, after you have the baby. So some something that I wasn't prepared for when I went in, because I didn't think I was going to have C-section with Abby. So um, I had planned and packed a bag for this very um, beautiful experience, and I had gifts and, you know matching jammies and all of this. Well, I had C-section and I couldn't put on like anything, you know, my, um, my incision was up and down and I had my maternity panties that I had purchased that I was planning on wearing home. Cause they tell you to plan on wearing your maternity panties home were bikini cut, Aww. but it hit my incision in a weird way. So I was like, yeah, I, I need some panties. I just <laughs> need some panties. So um, Aaron's like, well, I'll, I'll go get you some. I'm like, okay, but I need some that come up like high. Uh-huh. He went and bought a seven pack of Hanes Her Way yeah. <laughs> cotton panties with like the biggest flower print you've ever seen. They were the most granny looking <laughs> panties you have ever seen. I promise you, if you go into your grandmother's panty drawer, these <laughs> are the panties that are in there. I love Hanes Her Way. I'm down. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, my midwife told Mike, he said, she said, go get a pair of adult diapers. Okay, no, 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 no. Let me tell you, those were the best things. Like, I would wear them. Okay, so here's our takeaway. In your hospital bag, make sure you pack granny panties and or adult diapers. Yes. It's a fancy time in your life, people. It is a fancy time. <laughs> when I put those puppies on, I was comfortable. That's amazing. You guys, first of all, I'm astounded. Second of all, I have so many questions, but I feel like I'm going to have to listen back to this podcast, <laughs> let it marinate. <laughs> we'll do a follow-up in season two. Because there's so much... Yeah. There's so much more that you... Like, I don't know even that I feel comfortable saying it on a podcast. I feel like you've said I, a lot. We can uncensor Jill for a day. What more could there no, be? No, there's so much more. 
There's so much more. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, this has been very, very informative. Yeah, for those who maybe just give birth, I want to tell you, don't worry, everything goes back to normal. Not right away. Let's have realistic expectations. (laughs) Yeah, for, you know, maybe the nethers, it's going to take a little time. That ho- and if you're nursing, yeah. things are going to look weird for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. Don't worry. And also that hot water bottle thing that they teach you to do in the hospital, keep doing that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You'll have to tell me after the show. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I did that for a month. That was great. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> And men, don't listen to this. You're, you trust me. I mean, maybe you want to, but just maybe not, you know? As someone who's never experienced the miracle of childbirth personally, let's just say I have a lot of things to Google now. One of our absolute favorite things to do with this podcast is to connect with you, our listeners, afterwards on social media. We love to hear what you think about the topics we discuss. We want to hear your experiences. So the best place to find us is over on Instagram at Circle of Trust Podcast or on Facebook at Circle of Trust Podcast there as well. We post every day and we think it's so fun when we hear your thoughts, your opinions, and your feedback on every episode. So come meet us over there. We'll see you next week for our final episode of the season. Have a great week. This Uh, podcast, man, it's a jinx. The devil's coming (laughs) against it. There's like the enemy be trying to... (laughs) We're going into his camp and taking back what he stole from us. And we're singing songs about it. This song's dedicated to the devil... Or as Evie calls him, the devil. <laughs> <laughs>